Hello, this is Cody Sturgill, the pastor at Chilhowee Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily broadcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's so important we put God's Word into our hearts and our lives, and we pray that this message from God's Word will be a blessing and help to you. in God's Word to 2 Kings chapter number 6. We're working our way through these characters of the Bible. We've made our way all the way to the book of 2 Kings, and we're right in the middle of the life of Elisha. And when we preach through and look at the life of Elisha, there's all kinds of characters that come up and stories that I have trouble uh, passing over. Here's a little story in chapter 6 that I hope will be a blessing to you and something that will be a help to you. Along with Elisha and Elisha's ministry, there was the school of prophets. Basically, Elisha had a burden to train young people for the ministry and train young Christians. And uh, I'm so thankful for that emphasis. And so they have in our story today, there was uh, the group of, of young men in the school of the prophets had grown to such a degree that the place where they stayed wasn't big enough. And so they make their way to the Jordan to cut trees to build a new place, and we find our story. I'd like to read this to you. 2 Kings chapter number 6, we'll begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, And the sons of the prophet said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, And let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. We come to this passage of Scripture, and it's a story that I love. I remember the first time I heard this story. I was a teenager at the Chilhowee Baptist Church. Have you ever been there? Brother Fred was preaching, and he preached out of this passage of Scripture on this story. And I was just amazed. I still have the picture in my mind that the Lord painted of that axe head falling into the murky Jordan River and when God's man threw a stick in, irregardless of the stick, when he threw a stick in, God caused an axe head to swim. And that's quite fascinating, isn't it? And, uh, and God restored the axe head to the young man who had borrowed it and was serving the Lord. And as far as we know, he just went on chopping wood for the glory of God. And when I look at this story, and the Lord spoke in my heart in this text, uh, I want to talk to you about that simple truth. The iron did swim. It was a miracle that happened in the life of this young man that caused him to regain his cutting edge as he was attempting to serve God with his life. And I don't know about you, but I know that there are seasons in all of our lives 
I know in my life, there are seasons in my life where it just seems like my cutting edge loses its sharpness. Sometimes it falls off completely. And I don't want to be guilty of in a time when my family needs me, in a time when my church needs me, in a time when my community and my country need a man that will stand up for God and his glory. I don't want to be guilty of having lost the cutting edge, the power of the Holy Ghost, the unction from on high, the urgency to present the gospel to a lost and dying world. I don't want to be guilty of having lost my cutting edge. And I pray as you sit here tonight and listen to the preaching of God's word that the Holy Ghost of God will stir in your soul an urgency to be as sharp as you've ever been for the work of God. An urgency to be as effective as you've ever been for the glory of God. And by the way, some people look at me and they say, well, if I were 38 and in good health and had the opportunities you did, then sure, I'd be excited about serving God. But I want you to know something. Every person I'm talking to, if you're here tonight and you find yourself in the center of God's will, you are in the prime of life. And the opportunity that God has afforded you this moment is no greater or no less than the opportunity that God's afforded me because God's given you something to do that I can't. And God's given me something to do that you can't. But I'll tell you what God has done. He's raised up a church right here. And we're like a body with different parts, fulfilling different functions. And when we join ourselves together to do God's work, we can get a lot accomplished. And I pray that in your life, you'll pray, Lord, in my life, cause the iron to swim. Lord, in my life, restore my effectiveness. I want you to ask yourself this question. Ask the Lord of you. Lord, have I lost my cutting edge? Have I backslidden? Has my heart grown cold toward you? And when you've asked him, listen for the answer. And I pray you'll determine during the course of this message to ask God to cause the iron to swim in your life and restore your cutting edge. Let's look at this passage of Scripture. Let's just introduce it. So we look at this passage. The Scripture says in verse 1, The sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam. There's something I like immediately when I begin to read this passage of Scripture. I'm just going to, I want to lay the text out and then take time to preach the message. But there's something I thoroughly like in this introduction to this picture and this passage and this story. First of all, I love the fact that there was a group called the Sons of the Prophets. I like the fact that Elisha had a burden to train the next generation. Oh, I pray with all of my might that the children who are raised up at the Chilhowee Baptist Church will do far more for the cause of Christ than I'll ever be able to do. I pray that out of our ranks, God will raise up young men that can preach. It makes me look like an amateur. I pray God will raise up opportunities in young women who will do the work of God in our midst 
greater than we've ever seen before. And I can't help but believe that it was Elisha's burden as he was investing himself in these young men, these young preachers, the school of the prophets, that his burden was the same. God, help us to keep it going. God, help us to keep it going. I thank God for Pastor Chuck investing in young people. I thank God for preacher, for Brother Fred. I thank God for the folks in this church who took a great interest in a young boy like me and others in our ranks and investing. Oh, I have such great fond memories of simple things. Pastor Chuck taking me to Ohio for, I think, a Memorial Day weekend parade. It made a big difference in my life. Brother Fred taking me and letting me help him work in tent revivals and I'm thankful for the investment. By the way, as a church, we should be determined to invest in our youth and our young people. We should be determined to continue like we have been for years now to have an intern and to allow young men to come and work and be trained right here in this church. You see, when you hire a youth pastor, you hire a children's worker, you're not just hiring somebody to do a job. We're a church who is investing in somebody that may pastor this church or pastor another one just like it. We have a burden and a need and a necessity. And Elisha saw this with great wisdom. He had the school of the prophets. There's other things that I see here. I see that the spirit of those students was right because the Bible says that the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. You know what? They saw a problem. They saw an issue. But they didn't come to Elisha whining, We're just not comfortable anymore. I'll tell you what, it doesn't take long to be around so-called servants of the Lord to find out there's a bunch of crybabies attempting to serve Jesus. I just want you to know something. Serving God is something that men and women and boys and girls with honor and integrity and bravery must engage in. It's not a sheepish work. It's not something that should be done half-heartedly with cowardice. And it's not something that the servants of the Lord, if you find somebody that's a servant of the Lord, all they want to do is cry about how bad they've got it. They're no servant of the Lord. They're serving themselves. And I have no patience for it, if you can't tell. <clears throat> Let my blood pressure get down a little bit. I promised the Lord I'd never preach mad. <laughs> but when we look at this, these boys at the school of the prophets, what were they doing? They said, we've got a problem. Elisha, we've got a problem. But not only did they come to the leader with the problem, they came to the leader with the solution. They said, hey, look, Brother Elisha, let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place where we may dwell. I love that. They saw a problem, but they weren't whining about how bad they had it. They said, we got a problem, but we'd like to fix it. Is that all right with you, preacher? Hallelujah. Man, I love it when people come with problems and solutions. I don't mind problems, but I love problems and solutions. And these boys, you know what? These were real servants of the Lord. They said, you know what? We got a problem, but we know how to fix it. It ain't going to be easy. It's going to have to work. We're going to have to take on some responsibility. But I can just imagine that dorm room meeting. They weren't whining. They weren't. They weren't fighting over ignorant points of division. Those guys in that dormitory said, it's getting tight in here. We want to serve God. We want to keep training to serve God. Let's just build us a new dorm. They were going to raise their own money. Hallelujah. It's great. So the Bible says, let us go, verse number 2, 
we pray thee unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there, where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. He said, Good, go for it. That's great. Look what the Bible says, verse 3. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. One of the boys said, Hey, Elisha, won't you just go with us? And he answered, I will go. I like the spirit of Elisha too. Man, Elisha was a guy was a guy that just recently had been used of God to raise somebody from the dead. Elisha was a guy that God's power was resting on. Elisha was a guy that could draw a crowd and call down fire from heaven. Elisha was the kind of guy that could really get something done for God. But you know what Elisha was willing to do? When some wood needed to be cut, he was willing to roll up his sleeves and go to work. Hallelujah. I like it. They said, won't you go with us? All right, I'll go. You see the spirit? Man, I like it. That is a picture to me. When I see these young men who want to learn the work of God with a willingness to do something for God and His glory and just take something and take it on for themselves. And I see the man of God, the experienced man of God, and with a willingness to serve. By the way, if you're not ever, if you're not willing to serve, you'll not ever be able to lead. Ever. And Elisha says, I'll go. Verse number four. So he went with him. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. Folks, I want you to know something. There's no job too good for you. There's no job too low for you. And you're not too good for any job that the Lord may bring your way. I pray God will give us a spirit of service, a spirit spirit that's willing to say, I'll do whatever I need to do. I'll do whatever's necessary. I'll do what is expedient and right. I love that. They went and cut wood. It sounds like a high and holy calling for the men of God, right? I don't know about you, but I like chainsaw therapy. But it's right. The spirit of this school of the prophets and the prophet himself, it's right. We trust this message from God's Word has been a help to you. We're studying through the people of the Bible. And I want to let you know of a resource we have available at Chilhowee Baptist Church. It is a sermon series on the people of the Bible. Volume 1, the first 13 sermons of this series are available in full length. You can get those by reaching out to us at chillhowiebaptist.com.